0: Check, baby. Check, baby. One, two, three, four. Check, baby. Check, baby. One, two, three. Donna, can we get a mic check? Mic check, Donna.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I love these Blake Shelton videos with him with Gwen Stefani's kids. So cute.
0: Upload day. Tuesday, June 21st, episode 266. Of how many? Who knows? Donna misses her dad, Charlie, terribly on Father's Day and wishes he could just be here for some advice and direction. Join us in the Father's Day feels in the first segment of this episode. Things have been going great. I released a single a month ago. It's called Tim McGraw.
1: I mean, I'm 16 and I'm just so excited to be doing what I'm doing.
0: Sixteen years ago this week, Taylor Swift released her debut single, Tim McGraw. In this episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act, we share some personal stories with Taylor Swift through the years. And everybody has Sir Paul McCartney's email address, right? Everybody can email Sir Paul at any time like Taylor can. And Taylor did, December of 2020. In what I believe is one of the biggest signs of respect that one artist can ever show to another. The story is coming up. This is episode 266. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to uh, to episode 266.
1: My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, if you are listening on upload day Tuesday, we are recording on Sunday night, which is father's day. Happy father's day to you, Caddy. We went out to dinner and we celebrated you. Um, and I, I was thinking I, um, my dad passed away in 1998. Um, he died from lung cancer when I going to get through this. Um, he was not a smoker. No, he wasn't. He was a heavy smoker. Okay. Um, and some Father's Days, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I was, re, I was talking to another friend who just recently lost her father today. And sometimes when it's really raw, like I know Mother's Day for you, like when, you know, when you lose your mom, sometimes it's like right at the edge and you have a really hard time with it. And then I think when our kids were little and, you know, I don't know, when you're older, like tonight we went to dinner. I mean, it doesn't mean you love someone less, or you're celebrating Father's Day less, but I think sometimes when your kids are smaller, there's more. Oh my gosh! You know it's like Pass Mother's Day, it's yeah, Dad's yeah. Day, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so I didn't, I, th- I
0: think that applies to Mother's Day as well.
1: Sure. So I didn't think of—I didn't think of it as much today. Like, uh, and I was l- looking at some other people, and had a couple, and it was so funny because I had a couple of people who I saw posted very similar things to me. Like my grief was almost like right there, um, this particular year. And I think if you've lost a parent, it just like it ebbs and it flows. And for mm. me, right now at this moment in my life. I just miss my dad terribly. And I used to like think, oh, you know, I wish he could have known, you know, Will and Olivia and Charlotte and you. But for me right now, selfishly, it's like, it's about me. And I know that's so crazy, but it's like, I just, I need some of his wisdom, you know? And I need, like, sometimes you just need, like, your parent to put their arms around you and say, you know what? you got this. It's going to be okay. It's, you know, it's just, I don't know. And that's how I've felt lately. It's just weird. Sometimes As like a fully formed adult that you can still feel so lost without a parent sometimes. And I know you feel that way about your mom too. It's like, you know, my dad wasn't the type where I would like pick up the phone and call him and say, Oh my God, you're never, well, I mean, I don't know because he wasn't a part of like, like I said, our kid's life where, you know, I miss your mom terribly in different ways than you know, even as a mother-in-law, I'm, I miss telling her about all the great things that the kids are doing. But for me right now, and I was talking to another friend who said the exact same thing. Like, I just, I need him to give me some direction. About? Just in my life. Just, you know, just like you're doing the right thing or you're doing this right or, you know, da, da, da. And I don't even know that he would tell me that. I just, it's a missing part. And so I just think... um you know, and and I think for for girls and dads, it just can't be said enough. It's just like there's just this relationship that if you don't, didn't have a great relationship with your dad, and you don't have a great relationship with your dad, you're chasing it your whole life. You're just chasing it, trying to get that attention, approval, time. You know, and and I don't think our, our it's so funny too. I was I was thinking about the way we all live now. Like in the time that I grew up, dads didn't have cell phones, so that wasn't. You know, what took their time away from them? What took our us away from our dads was their jobs, because in my generation, a lot of the moms stayed home, and the dads just weren't as involved. And I think that's part of it too. Is that sometimes you, you know, in today's world and in social media, and it's even changed so much. I thought about this since you and I had kids. um, It wasn't as, and it wasn't that it wasn't cool, but it wasn't as big of a deal for dads to share so much about how, you know, just the time they spend with their kids and all the things they're doing. And I think, and I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I think that just that skip from that generation to now, you know, so much, I even watch it when people come in the store and I'm like, wow, really? Like I'll see dads out. And, and again, this is not about dad shaming. Like, oh my gosh, you didn't do it this well. Right. It's not. No, but I'll see, I'll see dads come in with like four or five kids. And I'm thinking like, how they handle it? I mean, like, I'm talking about babies, like I've, I had like two babies in this, but I think it's kind of a different generation now. And I think that um, so much is shared on social media that, you know, even for kids, sometimes they're like, oh, I wish that my mom had done this. It goes for moms too. Or, oh, I see on social media that this kid is doing this with his dad or this kid's doing it with his mom. I wish that mine had done that. And even as adults, as a fully formed adult, I'll look at relationships and be like, dang, I wish me and dad, had, me and my dad had that kind of relationship, but we had our own relationship and maybe it wasn't, you know, placed all over social media or whatever, but
0: well, it wasn't because right,
1: it wasn't. there was not, yeah. but I'm just saying now, I think with all of that, it's almost an extra, extra kind. I don't know how to explain it. Like an extra burden put on people to be like, are you living the dream with your kids and the way you're supposed to be doing and, Oh, this person's a great dad. And, and this person, you know, I don't know. It's just very strange.
0: How, how much of that though, that you see on social media, do you think is genuine, legit, and is not a mom or dad either? So posting a photograph of them doing good things as a mom or dad to say, look at me, I'm a good mom. I'm a good dad. And they, they, they post that picture, uh, once every week once every two weeks once a month or whatever how much of that do you think is manufactured
1: um i think a lot is but i also think like i said i just think it's kind of um you know just why why
0: is posting a photograph on social media the barometer at which moms and dads get judged or um uh the, the opposite or 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 torn apart
1: i don't think that it is so much i just think that i'm just it's more how life has changed so quickly Like just from the time that like, you know, um, like just from the time we had our kids, you know, we we didn't I I didn't post any pictures of our kids as babies on social media because there wasn't a whole lot of social media, you know. And so I think even my point is each generation, it's almost like they get to see in more real time, like, you know, you didn't know how much time I didn't know how much time Gene White's dad was spending with him versus me.
0: But, 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 but is social media, is that a true indicator I'm not saying of it how it, much time Gene White status? I'm, White's dad is spending I'm, I'm with?
1: not saying it is. I'm just saying I didn't even have that. It's, it's kind of like we talk about all the time. Like if I wasn't invited to a party, I didn't know it. it it's, it doesn't matter if the party was a lot of fun where the kids, cause you all know, say sometimes like if, if somebody wasn't invited, they probably weren't having that much fun anyway. It doesn't matter. You saw it. It doesn't matter if they were really spending time together. My point is, is just like life has changed so much.
0: Things have been going great. I released a single a month ago. It's called Tim McGraw. I mean, I'm 16 and I'm just so
1: excited to be doing what I'm doing.
2: you think Tim McGraw, I hope you think
1: of me.
0: Sixteen years ago this week, a little girl arrived in Nashville.
1: And I'm back for the first time since then. I'm standing on your street. And there's a letter left on your doorstep. And the first
0: name With a dream of having a music career
1: is when you think Tim i hope you think my favorite song someday you'll turn your radio on
0: now she's a doctor of fine arts I
1: hope it takes you back to that songwriting place.
0: icon 11-time grammy winner first woman in history to win three artist of the year awards after 16 years taylor swift is on a level of her own
1: yeah i still remember that moment where i guess it was the cmas where they came up to her.
0: she Well, she, she, Tim had never met her.
1: Right. And I remember him and Faith coming up to her and like in the audience and her just being like, and it was one of those, Taylor, like later the, the type of Taylor reaction that people made fun of. But I mean, I think this was genuine because I mean, she's a little girl. I remember when uh, she was a brand new artist. I remember her coming to the studio and you came up with this amazing idea, which you always come up with. You always came up with the best ideas on radio. Well, at the,
0: at the last minute, though.
1: No, but I mean, but you've said, you know, we don't work the same, but that's how you work. And you work best under pressure. But this was a great one. And you, um, because she was on tour at the time. And she was very young. Well, and she was being
0: introduced to radio.
1: Yeah, and so she was on a radio tour. And so she was missing her prom back well, she in. Missed, well, she,
0: she was being, she was homeschooled. So she was going to miss a prom regardless.
1: She wasn't going to have one.
0: She missed everything. And Think so
1: you gave her a prom.
0: She, Six thirty in the morning. Uh, Taylor's due at seven thirty. At this point, I got nothing, nothing. We're just gonna have her in, and again, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't nobody knew a whole lot about it. We knew she was bringing a guitar so that she could sing. We were probably just starting to play. Um, Tim McGraw, and 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 you always wanted an artist to leave if they took the time and made the effort to get up off the bus or from their hotel room, and and. For an artist, come in at an ungodly hour of the day. 7 a.m. you need to be at the radio station. What? You know, Most artists are going to bed by that time. For them to make that effort, you want them to leave with the feeling that it was worth their time. You want an artist to leave every single time with, you know what, they put some thought into me coming in. We had fun. I had fun. That's what you want the artist to, when they get on the elevator and go back down and the record label rep puts them in their Honda, takes them back to the bus, back to the hotel, wherever they may be. You want them to Think I had fun. That was good. I I would do that again. So at six thirty I had this idea. We're gonna throw Taylor Swift a prom live on the radio. Uh we had maybe three interns at the time and I, I gave them cash and whatever little cash I had on me and gave them my debit card and I said, go wherever you have to go. We need glitter, we need uh sash. We need a sash, we need uh we need some um uh, we need everything. We need um
1: a tiara, like a prom it, queen. She was right, the prom right. queen. But this
0: is like when's prom? April. April, yeah. This is like winter <laughs> you know i yeah. mean there, there's no you know, party city wouldn't be open to this hour but it's not like party city would have be stocked for prom this time of the year either the interns come back jim van at the time part of the morning show jim also did traffic as far back as moby maybe even before moby on kicks the former kicks 1015 jim van had a wonderful voice still does better than james earl jones darth vader that this is cnn we had jim record a piece that that met hofberg uh, hoffey was the producer at the time one of the producers had not produce it up, announcing Taylor Swift as the prom queen. You know, with, you know, the uh, mic feedback. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, but there was a mic feedback. It probably had some, uh, you know, dance hit from back in the day, playing mm-hmm. in the background like it was, you know, like you, you you thought that you were in the gym, the gymnasium listening. And and Jim Van says, and you're, you know, gave the runner up, Miss Congeniality, gave all the awards. And it was all made up, of course. Uh, and then you hear Jim Van say, and you're prom queen for, gosh, whatever year it was, probably t- 15 years ago, Taylor Swift. The doors to the studio open. The interns bring in roses and the sash and the crown, and um, it, 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 it hit and it stayed with her. And I know that because anytime I see Taylor Swift, she brings it up. And for probably two three years, she kept the crown on her bus. How about and this that? is before she started private, you know, flying private and bought a jet, and she had the crown in the very front of her butt in the lounge right there in the in, in the bus. Or listen. Kelly, let getting ready to come and visit. Uh, put the crown well, out, put the well crown I don't out. think
1: so. No, she probably. may still have it. I, I mean, no, I, don't think, seriously. I don't know. I mean, maybe back in Nashville. You need to, um, for the letter this weekend, we upload the photo. Of there is the right. the, a photo. With yeah, wearing there's the a crown. great photo. Yeah.
0: I totally forgot about that. Yep. One of the most genuine artists in any genre of music that you'll ever find. In 2020, Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift were doing a, Rolling Stone cover shoot together in conversation. It's determined that the two of them are getting ready to drop an album on the same freaking day. He told her that McCartney three was dropping on the 10th. So she gets back to where she goes and drops an email and says, listen, nobody knows this, but I'm going to drop an. Album. We were going to drop an album on the 10th. I'm moving to the 18th, which is a week later
1: to give him his due. Respect, yeah,
0: respect. You you never want to compete. You never want to collide with another artist when you drop an album. Labels prepare months, sometimes over over a year. It's a, it's there's a lot involved when an artist drops an album. For whatever reason, McCartney's people decide to shift the album to the 18th. <laughs> so now he's competing with Taylor again. Yeah, she moves back to the 10th. Right. So she gets her birthday release.
1: But that's a lot of moving. I mean, it's, it's not a lot, easy. It
0: no, it's not. And here's the thing, though, that I find fascinating. In addition, more, more so than that, Donna, is that these two are communicating with each other.
1: Yeah, about how they're going to do it.
0: As opposed to record label people and, and agents and press people. You know, I mean, it was Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift yeah. going back and forth via for email saying, then I'll shift back to the 10th, Mr. McCartney or Paul, whatever, Sir, Sir yeah, Paul. Sir Paul. Don't worry about it. I got, you know, I'm, I'm she 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 moved twice.
1: Well, I think, you know, I one of the things that i find most endearing about her that i think is rubs a lot of people the wrong way about her is like people would say at award shows and stuff she's like out there boogieing and dancing to like other artists and stuff but she truly is a fan of a lot of music and i i think that is so endearing because i think there is a point in in certain um you know, in the trajectory of an artist where they get to be so almost famous that you watch them at award shows, and they're just so jaded and sitting back. And it's almost like they're like, oh, I'm bored, impress me. Or if it's an artist that's not in your genre, you know, like say it, you're a country artist, but Jay-Z was up there performing, but you just refuse to, I mean, Jay-Z's probably different because he's Jay-Z, but I mean, you know, to give someone their due, I just, that's what I find so endearing about her at all these events is she first and foremost, is a fan of music. And I think that's allowed her to collaborate with so many different people because there's no walls up. There's no barriers. You know, when you think about it, there was such, at the time, there was such a big deal about her leaving country. right? And now you don't even think about it. And honestly, like, you don't even think about it with other artists. You look at Maren Morris and people, I mean, again, she talks about the women or, or forget women, just artists who pioneered for her she did the same thing in a really short amount of time for other artists to kind of make Kelsey ballerini to make that transition and, you know, record with other artists where it, it didn't necessarily mean that country was going to shut the door on you. You know,
0: you know, who I think is getting ready to do the exact same thing. Who Carrie Underwood. I think so too. She's primed for it. Yeah, she is. Um,
1: I don't think of her though. Do you, do you, like, she's one of those people that I don't necessarily think of as a country artist, though. Do you?
0: I do, only because it's been my life, my entire career, yeah. i only worked in country music.
1: I think she kind of transcends, like,
0: all... Well, I think that she probably... Well, of course she does. And I think that she thinks... I know that she thinks that she does. And I know that she is frustrated for feeling sometimes pigeonholed as a country artist. And I think that uh, Denim and Rhinestones, her latest project, is going to be her last as a, quote, country artist. I think the next album... There's not going to be titles. There's not going to be labels. She's going to put out music. Yeah. And that's it, take it or leave it. I'm putting out an album. Don't call it any. It's, it's not any
2: genre. One type yeah. of,
0: of music. Yeah. It's, it's all. Because Carrie was raised on, you know, she wasn't necessarily even raised on country music. She, you know, the, the Axel Rose. Come on. She's a huge yeah. Gina oh, She's fan. a
1: huge 80s fan. You know, yeah. um,
0: she's a rock and roll girl.
1: I remember people being so adamant when that album came out. She's crossing over. She's yeah. leaving well, country. you felt slighted. Yeah, exactly. I did. And people, I, see, I I never looked at it that way.
0: I worked well, but I also but worked.
1: You were in, on, yeah, I, I mean, was I was lines. in sales. You were in country music, you know, and that was your, that was our artist. And like, where is she going?
0: I bet Taylor Swift would have kicked Paul McCartney's ass in sales. As we sit here right now recording, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to go back and look at the uh, first week numbers for the 10th and the 18th of December, 2020 and yeah. see who who would, had they stayed on, on course to have a collision. We'll include uh, that research in the letter. Text left on red. Red is the color RED. No spaces to the number 22828. Left on red to the number 228. To subscribe for free to the letter, it's a component to the podcast and also the radio show, the Bear 92-5, weekdays 37 Eastern. The afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack.
1: 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Pass for Donna.
0: Gallery Furniture, locally owned family business, sponsor of this podcast, since Season 1, Episode 1, S21. Um, and just a, a great friend to our family, and you've known her your entire life. The two of you grew up together, and, and Smyrna graduated high school together.
1: Well, I'm really proud to call her my friend, and I'm even more proud that she is um, leading a female-owned business. I mean, you know, listen, her dad um, passed this business down to her, and, you know, I'm not one of those people that believes that just because we're girls, we should get, you know, this or that, or, you know, we earn it. We earn it. Us women earn it. We work for it. E R K, we work for it. And she does work for it. And I'm really proud of her because, you know, I think there are a lot of people who put in her situation could have just said, listen, this is kind of overwhelming to run this business after, after my father passed away and I'm going to hire someone to help me do it. And she didn't do it. She took over the reins. She now employs her daughter, Marilyn. Um, and some of the same employees that worked for her father are working for her now, and I think they would tell you that she is just as amazing of an owner and a boss as he was. Um, and she would love to sit around with you and talk about she'll stories. Do that. She'll yeah, do that. she'll she'll, she'll pull up a recliner, tell, tell you stories recliners. about
0: her dad. Three hundred recliners on the showroom floor, Gallery Furniture. Y'all yeah. pick a pick a pair of recliners. We Donna do it all the time. Just sit yeah. around and talk.
1: You can ask her about our days in high school. She's not going to ask
0: for a copay, yeah. like your therapist is going to.
1: No, um, and you know what? She's got some great advice. I will tell you, she has got some great advice. She cut straight to the uh, straight to the chase. So, if you are looking for furniture, this is the place to go. And you know what? The time is coming around where people are redoing like back decks. I've seen a lot of people that are. Um, you know, sprucing up around pool furniture. And, you know, just because they have indoor furniture doesn't mean that they don't have also great outdoor furniture. They've got amazing rocking chairs. Um, And we talked about the other day that they have these um, great swing chairs for like dorm rooms, for apartments, for anything that you have going on. So, we keep saying it, if you need to furnish an entire room, this is the place for you. But if you only need a few things and you are you you know, you don't want to go in and get sucked into like, and that's what happens to you. By the way, you go into one of these big box retailers and you maybe need one recliner. And you, they, we've said this before, they don't want to sell you one recliner. So you, it's almost like you walk out of there and you are now financed through 2050 for a couch Finance that you didn't even want. You didn't even want this couch. And you're like, and I'm paying on it until I'm 70 years old. So don't do that to yourself. Don't get caught in that trap. Don't you know think that the only way you're going to be able to buy furniture is to go beg someone to approve you and then get some line of credit that you're going to be paying on for 25 years. Go up and see Donna. Go see the great folks at Gallery Furniture. There's going to be things there that you can afford. And you're not going to have to do all that stuff. You're not going to have to jump through all those hoops.
0: Ask the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture on Instagram. Gallery Furniture GA. Ario Speedwagon goes to the Spotify Heights on Playlist. Not my pick this week or this episode. I yield my pick to pot peep April Allen, who's coming up here in this episode.
1: God, is that just the best though? I mean, who did you sway with
0: to this? Uh, Caroline Phillips. Hey. Do
1: you know what swaying is?
0: I don't know that we have the same definition. I know I know that I have swayed. Well you're
1: really just you're not even really looking the person to in the today. eye. Yeah,
0: you, I don't even know what that means. What um well, what are you what are
1: you doing? What today? are
0: you what are you doing when you sway?
1: Well, I mean you just like dancing, but you're really not kinda of looking the person you know, because it's not like the person you're gonna be with forever. It's just the person you're with for the next ten minutes till the song's over. You know what I mean? Okay. You're just swaying with
0: Where, them. where are you when you're swaying?
1: We well, around the, the skate dance park? Floor, wherever. Okay. Dance floor, you know, wherever.
0: April Allen coming up. She was at the R.E.O. Speedwagon and uh, Concert Now for Red. It was 80s night at a Bank Amphitheater. And uh sent her a text and I said, Hey, I want to yield my slot on the Hype Song playlist to you. What R.E.O. song is it going to be? And she said, I can't fight this feeling anymore. All right. What are you adding?
1: Okay. I am adding a song that clocks in at three minutes and 48 seconds. Not radio, ideal for yeah, radio. Yeah.
0: Well, this band, though, had some. Uh, has some long records.
1: So I'm adding Zach Brown Free. It is one of my favorite Zach Brown songs. It's from uh, the album The Foundation from 2010. Just as free.
2: Free as will ever be.
0: Yes. Just as free. I've
1: swayed to this. Free as
2: will ever
0: They, they were in town Friday at Truist Park.
1: Yes, they were at Truist Park. One of my favorite lines of the song is, we don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money. At the time, we did have some money. And I'll never forget, we went to the concert with someone who had a lot of money. And we were singing that part of the song probably just completely obliterated, who knows where.
0: What was the line again?
1: Yeah, it's like, we don't have a lot of money. Oh, yes,
0: yes. It's like the yeah, sing-along yeah. Along portion. And,
1: and of course, a lot of the people there that were singing along probably didn't have a lot of money. That might be me now. I think it would be. But I remember this person who will go unnamed Who was the GM of the station at the time? Looked at me and said, Did we like him? Oh, I loved him. Wasn't, yeah. Well, no, actually, no, he fired you. He fired Uh, you and then had to rehire
0: you. Yeah, he had to rehire me.
1: Yes, he did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, And yes, and and, that's a story. Give me a check. You've
1: actually been fired twice, but rehired. It was in like 9, uh, yeah, 11 hours on the first one. Really but anyways, he I remember we were singing this part, and he was like, but we do have a lot of money, so we should probably should not sing this part. I just thought that was so funny. Anywho, um, get this. The inspiration for the song is Zach and the band climbed Mount Warning, okay, which is in Australia. It's in New South Wales in Zach 2006. Zach Brown climbed a mountain. Yes. Yes. Okay. They climbed Mount Warning during a trip to Byron Bay in New South Wales in 2006, it is three thousand seven hundred and ninety-three feet above sea level, and it's the first place that the sun touches in the morning as it rises over the Australian mainland. Because you got to remember, Australia is twenty-four hours behind us. Can you imagine? So, as Zach sat there in this beautiful peace and quiet, he and his band were the only people on Earth to be there at that point, experiencing this magnificent display of nature. And right then and there, they wrote the song. Why would you think Zach Brown couldn't get up a mountain? He's—I mean, he—he he many years ago was that
0: I mean, the song's what? been out for.
1: Come on, Zach was. It was two thousand six. He okay. He's husky. He's not. He is not okay. out of shape. Husky he's people husky. husky
0: people can't climb mountains. Don't. I, climb, I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Zach
1: chafed. I doubt it. I know. Here is what I don't. I mean, the whole band. Like, do you don't think there is one or two that were holdouts that said, "I got to tell you, I am not feeling great today." I am. Y'all climb the mountain and write the song. Yeah, call, just, yeah text me from the mountain me. and
0: I'll help you write. We'll I'll help do, you write. We'll I'll we'll give you, a, you. We'll do a right and I'll be at the 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 base.
1: Yeah, and like maybe they called him. Like, if you called me from the mountain, you are like. Here's where I'm at Uh I'm just as And I'm like free You're just free Mm -hmm. And they're like We got it Thank you
0: Great feeling We're done We'll see you in a little while Yeah And we're gonna add a third song We're gonna add Tim McGraw from Taylor Swift I love that 16 years ago this week Quick story I forgot to mention At the end There's a a, a portion And I'm pulling up the clip right now There's a piece of the song Towards the end Where she talks about When you hear the song on the radio The top 10 stations in America
1: I hope you think my favorite song you turn your radio on. I hope it takes you back to that place
0: when you... uh, that song for the top ten country stations in America was recorded for each of the ten stations specifically. So we got a version where Taylor sang uh, when you turn Kick's country on. Uh, but Taylor did that, of course, to to try to get you to in- increase spins on the song at the time. nobody knew who she was. Again, nobody knew who she was at the time. But for her to go into the studio and record 10 versions, she didn't record the entire song. It was just that one line, and then the producers just plug it in. You know, here's here's uh, the Beavers version for Cleveland. Here's, you know, uh, Kiss FM Miami. Here's when you turn Kiss, Kiss, not Kicks, but KISS, K-I-S-S, when you turn Kiss Country on. Uh, or the other big state, uh, you know, the camel, probably Phoenix. When you turn the camel on... I mean that just sounds crazy. Camel one zero seven nine legendary yeah. country station in Phoenix no longer yeah. there I don't think. But yeah. anyway, Taylor yeah. Taylor went to to the to, you know went to the effort. We fly Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. Explore over two hundred and two hundred and sixty six episodes of the My Second Act podcast, and you can now explore three seasons of the My Second Act hype song playlists. There is a playlist for each season one, two, and now we're currently staffing season Trace T R E S is what you search for on Spotify. Quite a weekend for live music in Alpharetta. Friday night, it was ARIO Speedwagon at Amir's Bank Amphitheater. Saturday night, it was Maren Morris. Sunday night, do you know who was there Sunday night? Uh, the Black Crows.
1: Oh my gosh, I love the Black Crows. Yeah. That would have been something nice for you to take me to, a date night.
0: Yeah, our Father's Day, maybe we could have gone there.
1: I don't know you were a Black Crows fan. Are
0: you kidding me? Shake your moneymaker.
1: We've been to the Black Crows before
0: at Ameris. Awesome Alpharetta is where we are. The Cadillac, Jack, my second night podcast. We're at 30 miles directly north of downtown Atlanta. Come see us. Come say hi. Come spend the weekend with us. Great hotels, great food, great shopping, live music all the time. There's always something going on. And we welcome to this episode Pot Pete April, who lives in Mansfield, Georgia. April Allen is a preschool teacher because I said to her, listen, is 10 o'clock too late to call when we record this episode? She said, no, I'm a, I'm a teacher. It's summertime.
1: Oh, my gosh. How is your summer going,
0: April? Welcome.
2: It, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, It's been great. Can't complain.
0: And you, you teach uh, preschool music, elementary computer, and high school yearbook.
2: Yeah, I know. It's a variety. I, I teach all... Um all the grades except for I call it mental school, not middle school, mental school. No kidding. Uh, I don't I don't deal with that.
1: <laughs> now, now what do they play in the preschool music? Is that like are they just like doing the little sticks
2: back and forth? It, it, it's a little bit of rhythm sticks. Some uh it's a lot of rhythm and movement. A lot of uh moving around the room, dancing, uh it's just, just being silly. It's actually yes, it's actually the highlight of my day. They're mm. they're fun. They're sweet. They think you're great, you know, um so it's
0: awesome. I love it. That's my favorite. So with beat bike on Friday Night, who who else is there?
2: Sticks and Loverboy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, this is I should my... play some
1: Loverboy.
0: Hang on. Go oh ahead. Y'all, y'all talk. You girls talk. <laughs>
1: this is my life. I mean... Remember, I've talked about this on the pod before, April. Remember that, like, the leather pants where he had his, like hand behind and, and like everybody would do like when you take pictures you do that like even now probably like to recreate uh-huh. the album oh my gosh and yes. i'm gonna keep on loving oh, you
2: oh yeah oh I my god I slow dance to that one
1: i can't even tell you how many times down in like mike Penninger's basement boy we got in some trouble down there caddy i mean we got what, what some the hell happened down there? down there all kinds of unsavory <laughs> things It'd start out with some slow dancing. We might even end the night like with, well, we'd still as mamas. Um, we, would, you. Yeah, and we'd fill the water. We'd fill it back up with water. So when her bridge people came <laughs> over, they they wouldn't know. How disappointing. How disappointing. I know.
0: April, you reached out and you said, uh, you wrote to me here, um, had drinks and appetizers at Mercantile Social and Up on the Roof, which are two uh, establishments in downtown Alpharetta. Now, do you want me to t- I'm going to tell my Mercantile Social story, Don. We were there with some friends of ours. It's probably the last, I know it's the last trip I made there because yes. I probably would never go back. Up, they have an upstairs too, as you know.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and there's yeah.
0: a stage up there. And so I was up there dancing one night. People are loving it, as you can imagine. April, they're you know they're just going, crazy.
1: <laughs> just, keep it up. They
0: don't know who I am. Keep it up.
1: <laughs> Actually, they did entertaining they, yeah. the
0: crowd. So you know they had that big that big uh, staircase, um, and uh-huh. so I came down oh, the stairs yeah. to get me another cocktail. Yeah. What was I drinking, Don? Probably a uh...
1: old fashioned or something. Yeah, yeah, because they, they have do the great smoke... cocktail. Yes, dinner.
0: they do. And I come down the stairs, and everybody starts clapping. They're applauding as I come down the stairs, and I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. <laughs> Little did I know, April, there's a closed circuit camera in front of the stage upstairs so that the people downstairs oh, can also no. see the band. Yes, the band would normally be on that stage. Right. But it was it was me and all my glory. Oh that my God. So they had seen me dancing and they were applauding all of my moves downstairs. I mean it was a <laughs> roaring applause.
1: I remember coming down the stairs they're like,
2: You're a lucky woman. I'm like, uh-huh. Get you some That, of that. is awesome. Up on
0: the roof. what do you think of up on the roof?
2: Well we were gonna just be done at Market Hill Social. And actually the good thing about it is we, we asked the bartender, you know, where can we go to have one more drink before we go to the concert? He said, Well stay here. And then he was polite and said, well, we understand. Y'all need to try some other places. And they sent us. That's That was one of their recommendations. So I loved it. And it, it, Whenever we got to Mercantile Social, it started to rain. And so the band that was going to be starting out on that green, um, they had to cover all the equipment. And by the time we got up, to, up on the roof, they were starting to uncover and get ready to play, I think. Um, of course, we didn't get to see that. I loved it because if you were there for a concert, it would be so cool to sit up there and have a drink, have have a, have appetizers. Um we did get appetizers at both places.
1: <laughs> I've heard the so, food at, up on the roof is supposed to be amazing.
2: It was great. We got fried Brussels sprouts which were awesome. Oh, mhm. Mm. Yes, anything fried and then some type type of nachos. Um Oh my god, I love a nacho Donna is I I'm I'm, a, I'm obsessed with nachos too. And every time you talk about it I think to myself, my spirit animal. That's I know. What I, I, April, we got to hit I the town. We have got we to do. hit the town. I'm telling Tortilla, you. Tortilla chips and cheese. I, that's oh, all I, I need for my Love it. We wanted to come back and do a weekend and just walk and shop. bar hop and shop. And I I wanted to hit that vinyl record store because I listened to a lot of vinyl, but I was headed to the concert and, of course, couldn't take a record with me. So I got to go back and shop there on that little vinyl store. Yeah, that right around on the
0: corner to Milton and Highway 9.
2: We just we had a great time. We're ready to go back. We well,
1: need to come back and we're going to meet you out.
0: What we'll do is meet April at uh Roaring Social, which which is the speakeasy.
1: Yes, in the Hamilton Hotel. Fine. Oh,
0: and you have to you have to know the word. You go to the is the it's the, uh, the clothier. Um Rozo Clothiers is is this fake men's clothing store next you know uh-huh. built into the front of the Hamilton Hotel, which is right there next to Mercantile Social and across the street from vinyl.
1: I remember seeing it. It's kind of like you're stepping back in time, and you know, into like, uh, you know, a speakeasy. But um, they have like dancers that get out and kind of like dance with the crowd, and they oh, have how um, it's cool. so much fun. Velvet sofas, yes, so much fun. You
0: think you're in that era, you know? Yeah. My friends and I actually were talking about how nice, personable, and helpful the front desk staff was. You sit at the Courtyard Marriott. We all are planning to come back for a girls' weekend. Love the downtown area. And uh, thank you for the podcast.
1: So, the place that you were um, talking about with the bowling, which is kind of actually like fouling, it's like a smaller version of bowling, is um, in the Maxwell. And um,
0: Fairway Social. It's called Fairway yes. Social.
1: They have like um, outdoor um, putt putt. They have bowling. They have all of these different simulator games. And it's so much fun. And it's for adults. They have great um, appetizers and food. And they have a bar. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you want to get a bunch of your friends or your buddies, let's say you're having a guys night out. Or, or you're going to do like a date night with a bunch of couples. Um, you know guys get they get kind of bored sitting around we women can sit around and talk forever and eventually the guys get bored and they're like what are we doing where are we going what are we doing well this is great because they can go do their thing and the girls can hang out um, but it is so much fun if you like to go on like kind of dates where you're active and you're doing things this is a great place to go so that you don't have to talk well i don't know about that but it's in the brand new maxwell area which is home oh,
0: that's a pocket to, that we talk oh
1: about. my gosh home to so many great restaurants and um, there's a great bakery there, and um, just live music is there as well. Um, I've been there for to another place for live music, so I mean it's just amazing. So we just keep saying on every single corner, we have something, something going, going on. on. Yeah, we really do.
0: At, at, at uh, Fairway Social, they also have rooftop bar, huge TVs up there. Got to like back porch rocking chairs, you can you know enjoy and just uh, enjoy your time.
1: Yeah. And tons of parking. That's the one thing about Alpharetta. You don't have to worry about it. You're not going to have to park on the street. If if you've been out lately and you are like, hey, I don't know that I want to go there, especially if it's like a group of girls or something. You're like, I just don't feel safe. Like, do we want to go there? Alpharetta is one of the safest cities. So, you know, when you come out here and you park your car, you can park in one of our free parking decks, you're going to be able to walk to everything you want to do. And it's completely safe. It's not like you have to worry about it. And at night, when you are finished and you're ready to go, get back in your car and go back to wherever you live, or, or fall into a or, or lift. fall into a hotel or go into a lift. You're completely safe, and um, that's a, that is a huge thing because you know going out took a hit for a while um, because people just were afraid to go out places. We don't have that situation out here in Alpharetta. We are happy to brag about that, proud of that.
0: 30 partner hotels that you can stay at while you are here. Awesome, Alpharetta.com. Play a while, stay a while, and find. You're awesome. Podpeep peep, Jason Williamson writes, happy father's day caddy. Hope you have a great day. Don't let Donna plan your day out. It will not be to your benefit from what I've heard anyway. I have been waiting on you all day to pop out of a room or pop out of the pantry and holler. You're going to monster Fest with the kids. Leave it to you, Donna, to figure out a way that that mothers can also take possession of Father's Day so that you get two Mother's Days every single year. From episode 252, May 10th, 2022, title, They Just Want to Be With a Cougar.
1: You always, as a mother, have an opportunity for Mother's Day Part 2. And you know what that is? It's Father's Day. Okay, so on Father's Day... You send. You tell your husband the kid. Our only present to you is for the kids to spend time with you. Okay. Okay. You work a lot, and so the kids just want to spend time with you. They would love to go to the zoo. They just want to hang out with you. How come
0: dad didn't go get to retreat to the bedroom and and go to the deer blind? Because guys do that every day. That's every day. That's
1: every day. So that's what you always get another chance at Mother's Day on Father's Day if you play your cards right. Oh, my gosh, the kids are so excited. And, like, you get them tickets to go to, like, the zoo or something oh, or, like, Donna, mo- Donna. Monster Fest or something and be like, oh, my God, the kids are so excited. Y'all are all going to Monster Fest. We can't wait. Didi. Didi, are you going to take us? Yes. And Mama did not get to go, does she? No. See, like, you gas them all up to where they don't want you to go.
0: It's all this through.
1: Yeah, and they're like, "We're so excited! It's a daddy day out, Monster fest. Yeah, mommy's not included. You can do this for birthdays too. All of the kids. The only thing that daddy wants is for y'all to spend the entire day with him. And you know what? He he... doesn't want mommy anywhere near. He doesn't. He
0: doesn't. And you get a second Mother's Day.
1: That's damn right. A month later. Damn right. Go get your feet rubbed. Do whatever. Take take
0: possession of both of them.
1: Just laugh your ass off that you pulled one over on him.
0: Brooks and Dunn play Bridgestone Arena Saturday night in Nashville. Ronnie Dunn looks into the crowd. He sees one of the most popular female country artists of all time and joins the show, tossing back some drinks. He invites her up on stage. She hops up and does two songs with Brooks and Dunn. Ronnie Dunn says to the crowd, listen, this was not planned. She had no idea I was going to pull her up here. In a tweet later that night, she agreed. She said, I swear to God, he just pulled me out of the audience. I would have worn my fishnets and spanks. If I would have known Next episode of Cadillac Check My Second Act Hear the audio from this big night With Brooks and Dunn And the two songs that she performed with Kix and Ronnie Also next episode We're going to talk about your Dreams Not like in life, but your dreams at night One of the biggest research projects About dreams Has been released It's believe we all have three to six dreams per night Last five to twenty minutes talk about nightmares. Talk about what the uh, what side you sleep on. Left side, right side, back stomach. What side you sleep on has to do with the influence of your dreams. And if you have nightmares, some things you can do to try to avoid them. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack My Second Act from Taylor Swift and Big Machine Records. Tim McGraw and Big Machine Records. Southern Ground Records, and Zach Brown. Band. To subscribe to the letter text left on red, red is the color, R-E-D, left on red, to the number 22828. That number is 22828. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants of Steve Mitchell, and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Join me weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 Eastern. For the afternoon ride with Cadillac Jack on the Bear 92.5. You can listen on the Bear app anywhere that you are. Search for the Bear 92.5. That's the Bear 925 in the Apple App Store or Google Play. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App Podcast Network.